In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. Normal. That's what we all want. Back to normal. Back to how it used to be. Before the pandemic, before the diagnosis, before the hurtful words, before the shame and the guilt. Back to another time. Back when life was simpler, when there weren't all of these worries. That's what you want today. And it's what you want when you get sick, too. Sickness is a taste of death. And you want your life back. You just want things to go back the way they were. Back to normal. Now, I think that's what our friends in this gospel reading wanted. Infected with leprosy, their entire life was a slow walk toward death. Though the grave yet eluded them, they were already dead to the world around them. No family reunions, no community gatherings, no corporate worship. Disfigured and contagious, they live on the edge of society. And yet, it is there, as they live on the edge of existence, on the border between Samaria and Galilee, they are met by another social and religious outcast, a man with nowhere to lay his head, a man despised and rejected, a man from whom men hide their faces without majesty or beauty. If anyone knows what these ten men face, it is this man, the man of sorrows. He knows the rejection, the mocking, the stares. So when our ten friends look out today and see Jesus, they see someone who is one of them. And unbeknownst to them, he walks and travels the countryside on one long procession toward his own death. But he is also not like them. Master means they hope he has something more to offer them. Maybe, just maybe, he can get them and their lives back to normal. Go to the priests. And on their way, Color and vitality return to their skin. The priests would release them back to normal, back to home and family and work and synagogue. What they had longed for and prayed for, now it was finally theirs. Going to Jesus when it really hurts, when the pain got to be too much, that had been exactly the right thing to do. Only Jesus could fix those troubles. But now, with these needs answered, it seems for our nine friends, Jesus 
isn't needed anymore. Now, I'm sure they went back to all the places that they had missed, back to restaurant and classroom, back to Target and Home Depot, back to community and work. But maybe not back to church, not back to font and pulpit and altar, certainly not back to body and blood. Wherever they went and whatever they did, it seems that they were satisfied with a Jesus-free life. Now, maybe they might make an appearance at Christmas and Easter. Maybe they'd show up for an occasional visit. But they weren't going back to Jesus with any sort of regularity. See, that's, that's the sad part of this text. Jesus had come to our friends with so much more than normal. Jesus had bestowed mercy just as they had asked. But he had so much more to give. More healing, more grace, more mercy, more forgiveness of sins. But they, satisfied with normal, went back to what they knew. Back to temple and old covenant. Back to waiting for Messiah to come. Back to the law. Back the rejection of the gospel. Now, we aren't told what caused their leprosy, but we can say with certainty that the leprosy our ten friends carry in their flesh is a consequence of sin, not for a specific sin, but that leprosy happens because sin exists. That's what every trouble in this life is. Every sickness, every sorrow, every unkind word and thoughtless action. But for our friends, it is as though the disease of sin is oozing out of them. And so unable to ignore their trouble, they beg Jesus for mercy So you also, when you look at all the things in your life that have gone wrong, you go to Jesus and ask him to fix it. Take away the disease. Take away the pain. Restore me to health. And perhaps he does answer this prayer. And the spiritual stuff too. Take away the guilt. Wipe away the grudge. Forgive the sin Give me your mercy. And he does. He washes you in his blood, and you are forgiven and free. The burden is gone, the sin is cleansed, and the peace of God is bestowed. You know that God is good, and perhaps even feel like you have a new lease on life. But then what do you do? Where do you go? We've heard how our nine friends went back to normal. And this is your temptation as well. You come to church 
and get enough of Jesus and his gifts for today's ailments, and then you go back to your normal life. You might skip church for a few weeks or months and only come back when you're reminded to. And how many people do we know who have been baptized at this font? How many have come to our Savior to worship, but only for a short time? Jesus is here to cure the leprosy of sin, to raise you from death and hell. So why the empty pews? We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? But even for those among us who are here every Sunday, it is still a real temptation to go back to normal for the rest of the week. That you forget to pray until you need help. That you only turn to God when you are sick or afraid. With your sinful nature, it is more of a danger to be well than to be sick to be wealthy rather than poor, to be secure rather than filled with anxiety. Because all these good things tempt you into thinking that just normal is okay. Thus, our modern prophets preach. When normal returns, then you can all get back to the way things were. When I have my life together, When the pandemic is over, when my schedule calms down, when I get more rest, then, and only then, can I get back to normal. But consider, dear Christian, what normal means in this life. Today's leprosy is cured, but what about tomorrow's cancer? or next week's drunk driver, even if it's simply old age, normal life will kill you. But what Jesus gives is far more than normal. Jesus is always about giving more, more grace, more mercy, more forgiveness of sins, more life, more peace, more salvation, more of himself. Now our tenth friend sees things differently. For him, normal meant being excluded from the Jewish temple because he was a Samaritan. And although he could go visit his own priests on Mount Gerizim, he's not going back there either because he recognizes that Jesus is the temple. Jesus is the great high priest. Jesus is the one who offers the final and best sacrifice to the Father. When our ten leprous friends saw coming their way, one weighed down with sorrow, they didn't understand why. But Jesus was already carrying all their sorrow, He already bore their every disease. Jesus had come to take these things from them, to take them to the cross 
and to die for them. Jesus was already bearing their sin, even the sin of those who would walk away. Jesus has come to bring forgiveness and life, and that's what our tenth friend found in the flesh and blood of Jesus. Not only made well, he is saved, and such faith desires nothing else than to go where Jesus is and to stay there. So number 10 now turns and returns to Jesus. That is, he repents. And praising God with a loud voice, he falls on his face in worship, giving him thanks. What this Samaritan does looks like the worship that happens in heaven. It looks like the divine service. For the church's liturgy is all about turning and returning to Jesus. It's not about getting the gifts to make your life better, not about getting back to normal, and neither is it even only about getting more of what Jesus has to give. It's about going to Jesus, because Jesus doesn't just give you healing from sin. Jesus has also given you himself. Now, we don't know when our lives out there will will fully return to something that we might call normal. But in one way, it doesn't really matter. What if normal never comes? Well, then you have a refuge here. When your life is messy and disordered, there is no better time to be in the Lord's house where his gospel is given to you. When the world is losing its collective mind, there is no better circumstance to hear and to receive God's clear word. If things are as bad as they say, and possibly getting worse, then you can't wait for normal. Your life and conversation and worship must now reflect the truth that Jesus is alive. It's time to make use of the Lord's word and sacraments, gathering together with the saints. But what if normal returns? What if things go back to the way they were? Well, then you have a refuge here. When your life is beautiful and ordered, then there is no better time to be in the Lord's house where his gospel is given to you. When the world confesses the truth, there is no better circumstance to hear and receive God's clear word. If things are good, then you must take advantage of normal. Your life and conversation and worship must now reflect the truth of Jesus' resurrection. It's time to make use of the Lord's word and sacrament, gathering together with the saints. With those ten lepers, you have come to this place where you have been healed by your Lord's merciful word. 
the man of sorrows who looks like you, is in this place with his gifts. And then, whether your life is normal or not, you turn and return. You come back to this place with the one who fell down on his face at the feet of the incarnate God, giving him thanks. Thus, you kneel at this altar, falling on your knees in the presence of the incarnate one who comes with mercy for you and giving him thanks. Since he receives no higher praise than the faithful use of his gifts, then it is good and faithful to call this holy sacrament the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Thanksgiving. Out of his grace, he now grants you to receive more of what he has already given, grace, mercy, and the forgiveness of sins. So with the one returning leper, you turn and return here and receive once again the gift of God, which is your eternal salvation. To you he speaks as he did to that tenth leper. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.